fitness, Stu ruins everything and bad advice. We love not to help all this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Laugh your way through my intro. I'm just funny, man. What do you want what? from me? You're the one. You're the funny stir. You're the jokesism. You know. Nope. Speaking of that, I don't know. I don't know well, nothing. You're gonna well, educate me. Right I'm gonna now. help you. Go. Speaking of that, as as people who are funny adjacent, <laughs> you must realize, similar to the way I realize, that it is hard. It it's hard. It's hard. What's hard? Right now, a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's right hard now. to keep smiling through the... Uh, and people expect... Tit high shit storm. Is that yes. The- I got gotcha. okay. I think it's well past tit high, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say that people still expect a certain degree of giggle from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not up for the task. I'm not yes. going to lie. Sometimes yes. I'm thinking... I just can't for you today. I, I know you called me because you need it. And <laughs> and I never answer the phone. And I answered it for you because I love you. But I assumed something was wrong. And you were adding to that yeah. I high shitstorm. And I wanted to be there for you as a human. But if you're calling me for the... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> today's not your day. <laughs> today's not your day. Allow me to destroy that notion. Allow me to disappoint you because that is why I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes, I mean, for this, <clears throat> I took a week to put shit together and I compiled and I heard a story that somebody paid over $81,000 for two inches of Lincoln's hair. And I thought, <laughs> oh, well, Lord. that's funny. Oh, funny is not the word for it. God bless America. That's ridiculous. Is that accurate? Yeah. Who even has, who even could pretend and lie that they had two inches of his hair? It's just not something that exists. Well, they said, well, it is. He was shot and post-mortem, they clipped off two inches of his hair and they sold it. Uh, for over $81,000. What is the How- purpose? It's not, it is the creepiest, weirdest, stupidest juju weird charm that somebody would even buy. It's not Didn't like have- his fucking top hat. I mean, it's not an artifact of his life. It's not a memento. That's like fingernail clippings, dude. All right, now, come on. Now I'm going to yeah, vomit. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to say. This is some What else is dead on this shit. dead man? This is like somebody's going to take it and try to. Jurassic Park, resurrect, uh, witchcraft, Wiccan, you know, reanimate, Disney style, this dude to come back and point the finger at us and say, you have fucked this up, America. Don't throw witches into that mix because witches aren't crazy. People who buy to Jurassic Park, the former president, are crazy. No, they're they're not crazy. They're, They're scientistically optimistically. These are people, they make sheep in a fucking can. They could make some. They could make some pretend Lincoln with enough elbow grease and uh, mad scientists. They absolutely could. 
some of my favorite friends' kids were made in petri dishes. See? So it's not a big leap. It's not <laughs> so a big leap. It's not a big leap to sheep to Lincoln reanimation from hair. It's not even his fucking hair. That's my favorite part of this whole stupid. You don't think it's real? No. Absolutely no. A thousand times. 81,000 times no. It's not. That's we've a billion about, percent guarantee. We've talked about people paying like 30 grand for like a small bunch of grapes before. Yeah, or just remember that? that? Yes. Yes, yes. Now this I'll tell is, you, well, this is this is beyond. I'll tell you, I actually was in the kitchen just this morning and my lovely neighbor has left me produce from her garden. And she is super sweet. I really, really admire her. She is not lewd or crude in any way. And this tomato is more pornographic than anything I have ever beheld. I'm going to show it to you and then I'm going to put it on the thing. First of all, this is how I saw it on the counter. Okay, that looks like a... That looks like a, oh yeah, it must be. <laughs> it just looked like a heart. Um, so, but then so you there, there's a it. fully animated female genitalia from front to back. The whole tomato. The whole tomato. My Look ladies. at that taint. Look at that taint Every right in the middle. Every single thing. This, there, something was something was in mind when this was created. Look how red it is. It's beautiful. I'm it, just trying to say Except it's, for its, it's perfect plump. anatomy. It's, it's anatomically correct. This is this is a wow. dangerous tomato. This Look is at what that. This is. I will take a photo and share it. It's hilarious. That that is what you pay eighty one thousand dollars for. That is Jesus and cheese toast. That <laughs> is a miracle of our time. Okay, it's not it's not dead important man's hair clipping sorta. That's not what you pay eighty one thousand. Who has eighty one thousand dollars? What are you going to do with who it? Who is going to Sotheby's for hair? I mean, you could buy something else with that eighty one thousand dollars. A yes? steak in my beach house. Yeah. Yeah, which is not going to happen. So, I mean, spent the week finding ridiculous people like that and, and curating funny things or talking about whatever our lives um, to that friend who called me for whom I could not be. The monkey. The monkey. Dance for you. dance for you. <laughs> clap, dance, clap, monkey, clap, dance. Clap, clap, clap. I do apologize. I, I'm, <clears throat> I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. Because here well, we are. Well, I know. But let's let's just <laughs> just for a quick second. Does that I, I, I want to ask the question and not open a huge, big, long topic here. But how does that make you feel? And I don't mean and I don't I mean it legitimately obligated. You, That's my mother's <laughs> answer. <laughs> are you more are you more focused on why are you asking me for something I can't give you? Or are you more concerned about why is this thing that I could draw on without thinking magically gone? Like what's the piece that in your mind rattles around more? Um, or ne- or or another one that I don't know about. It wasn't gone. I drew on something. I made her laugh, and then I was so exhausted, and I just like I I served my purpose. I but did what I had point. to do. But that's my point. To draw on it, not being gone, but it's not effort. It doesn't take work or thought normally or, or arising. And now that it does, like, is that the piece that's like, fuck this place? Or is it more that I love you, but why are you asking me to do this? Shit? No, like, not where that. were you? I know where why they. No, I know why I'm I'm. I'm tapped for certain activities in my life. I just uh, I just want anyone to understand that there are times where I'm sorry if I, I – I haven't hit it, but there are times where I'm sorry. I've hit it for my family. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But for those outside of the, of the compound, of the barracks, I, I still do dance. But sometimes it's harder than others. And I guess they wouldn't even know that in the end. So, right, right. Because they got what they needed. 
They got the wah <laughs> out, of my, out of my face. Yeah, yeah. so they, they definitely got it. But it is harder these days. And Amy would like to give a PSA to our dear listeners. I would. And that is to vote. A PSA? Well, kids, I don't know if you're aware, but in America, there happens to be a presidential campaign afoot. And it's an important one, gang. So if you're a fan of this show, chances are we would like you to vote. We are also encouraging you to do one thing, and that is do one thing more than you did in the last presidential election. No matter what it is that you did, on whatever level you participated, do that plus plus one. Add something. Does that mean add a donation? Does that mean add volunteering? Does that mean add signing up to be a paid poll worker, of which there are vacancies in many states? You can get some money out of this deal. Does that mean having a conversation with another living, breathing human about encouraging them to make a plan to vote and vote? Does that mean dragging a young person who has never voted or registered to register and vote? Does that mean engaging with a political candidate on a social media group does that mean putting a sign in your yard or buying a button? What does it mean? Whatever you did, do that plus one. Because the last election was determined by minuscule numbers. And all we need is to hold what we had and incrementally increase. And things will begin to shift away from what is not sustaining the majority of the country right now. So please get involved and please do that. Don't, don't, no ill will. I harbor no ill will to anyone for their political decisions. To me, this is about actively engaging in the future of our country and preserving fairness, equity, democracy, and what is right. Please vote. Please get involved. You can do it. And your voice is very important. We need to hear it. Vote. I know there's still a large number of people who feel like their vote doesn't count. I, I, I don't know if your eyes are open or your ears are open, but every single vote counts. Really but there? we're going to still try to be funny for you. And I'm going to start by telling you 15 minutes in that my husband ruins fucking everything. He does. He ruins everything. If there's a thing, he can ruin it and probably has. And I'll tell you how this happened once I ask you about your working out. I know both of us have spent some serious time on a downward spiral. And we have also discussed that spiraling down is way more fun and easy than it is to <laughs> dig your nails into that well. It puts the lotion in the basket. It's like to climb your way out of that well. Um and I think I heard rumor that you made a purchase of a piece of equipment that might help on this go. climb. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. She had to do it. She had to do it, gang. Well, I am not in the cult of Paletion or whatever the <laughs> whatever you um yes. whatever you crusaders call it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. Okay, biking put my, isn't for put you. Put my hand and get the knife. Yeah. Uh no, I won't do it. Uh Snap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this husband. Yes. Uh, many don't know this. He was a footballer of great interest when he was a young man who had a career ending injury in high school. He sort of walks kind of with a limp still. Five surgeries on his knee. So him and running, not so much. 
Him and exercising, not so much. But he definitely likes isometric. So he magically one day said, I've been thinking about getting a rowing machine. And this is akin to me saying, I've been thinking about becoming a financially prudent investor. Like, it's like, (laughs) who are you? And when did this happen? And do it now. You know, it's like. What a great idea. Book it. (laughs) It's like, what? So, okay. Complete change of personality. What? So he had investigated a couple. We looked around. I used to row and loved it and adored it. Physically row crew on the lakes. And I can't do that now. Uh, well, nobody can do it now because of COVID, work, all the rest of it. So getting back to it seemed like a really beautiful thing. And we bought it. It Yay. was the kind of thing where he started talking about it. And it was like a child coming to me and saying, Mommy, I think I'd like to start cleaning my room every day. And I'm like, let's buy out the container store. You know, it was like that. When I was like, I don't need another second. Whatever I need to support this idea. So, so I, when does it arrive? So yeah, I paid for the thing. I'm so stupid financially prudent investor they let you space out the payments until you're long dead with no interest all this stuff and i'm like nope i just paid Here's my the money whole fuck. yeah paid for the whole fucker. and within 24 hours they had sent me my free we all know that means included included heart rate monitor all these stupid things they sent me and they said and your fantastic device will, should be arriving in up to six weeks so it is just like Peloton yeah so I paid him to build it evidently because you don't have one sitting in a somewhere it's a it's a spectacular device I'm I'm actually really excited for it to show up it is like Peloton in that there is a television monitor a video screen connected to it they have Olympic rowers who have videotaped themselves on actual rows all around the world so you're like rowing around the world and they talk you through the row as they're doing it and they're panting so it's it's it feels as close I'm to the experience you. as you yeah. can. Yeah, and everybody in the house has expressed an interest upon hearing this. Oh, that seems pretty cool. When I couldn't get them in a boat to begin with. None of them would join crew with me. None of them, the pigs. But, and they would all get scholarships. Let me just tell you. Because you get scholarships for crew like nobody's business when you actually do it. Ha ha. Oh, right. No, I mean, it's hard. And when you to actually To Southern California. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Yeah, she's <laughs> I heard good, all about she's it. She's not a good scene. So I am anxiously awaiting this thing to happen. That's awesome. It I'm is awesome. I'm excited for you and your and family, and I, I cannot I, wait to hear. I have start. Yeah, I have started. Um, I heard somebody on the television, to be honest with you, uh, talking about 100-pound weight loss. I got 100 pounds to go. Talking about 100-pound weight loss, and she said um, in her fully after state, right, how did you do it? Ugh, well, I just ate this or that. You know, nope. She said the one thing that I really needed to hear, and I heard it on the right day, and that was, she said, I kept waiting for the motivation to get my head in the right place and to get to get in the right place to really embrace it and do it finally, right? I kept waiting for that time to happen because I knew if I got my head in the right place, I would be unstoppable. And so I'm waiting for her to say, and what did you do to jumpstart that time? And then she said the best thing ever, and she goes, and then I realized that day was never coming. Yes. So I just started with zero motivation. With zero, yes. zero good headspace, I just started going through the motions without, without hoping any, to like, get to totally that headspace. Totally shallow, totally shallow, totally unmotivated, just by sheer force of I have to do this. I don't have another thought. I don't have another piece of motivation, but I'm going to start it. I'm just going right. to do it. And she when started, pe- and she was like me. She was so far off the rails. She was like, the first thing, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk around the block, and then the next day, I'll walk around the block and drink a glass of water. Like, it was the stupidest these incremental stair step things for, are really hard for me, but I I started walking around the damn block again. I started doing all the things that have worked for me before. So I am yay 
down 10 pounds, which you're not going to be able to tell that I've lost any weight until I've lost like 80 pounds. But that's okay. I know that I have. And I think that's fantastic. That starts to build and the thing is on its way and that's and it's starting to get a little bit colder. A lot of things are aligning in the sense that finally there feels like a slight shift there's not a shift at all, but there feels like a slight shift in that we're coming to the end of this political period. We have moved into a place where the kids are physically going into a school, so they're not they're not yeah. here needing 24 hours. I've still got the college kid who's here, but, I mean, he's in college. I never see him. So, so they're out of the house. It's gotten, in North Carolina, it's gotten crisp, which means it's not 80 degrees every day. You know, so it, it seems like there's been a slight change versus our spring the weather is like most people's summer and the summer is like being on the sun so it's it's everything was just sort of monotonous monotonous not getting any better sort and of can't leave the house somehow sort to- of getting worse all these things and I've been doing a massive amount of talking with very very bright talented unbelievably compassionate and supportive friends here and you know two or three of those conversations have really helped me jumpstart turning the tide in combination with this other thing so I'm, I'm just trying to steer the ship a little differently, a little better, but it's, it's not, I'm also knowing it's, it feels a little bit freeing to do it with this idea that I, I don't, I'm, of course you're not going to have any motivation. Of course you're not going to feel right. Of that course, was the right thing yeah, at the right time. Yeah, there's no, there, there isn't any energy. Of course you're on an empty tank, but guess what? If it's downhill, the wheels still keep going around. So I'm just trying to get Oh, I like that analogy. Pretend the momentum is there and then it'll actually be there. So we'll see. Um, So I love the fact that your whole family is about to buy into this. But I have to tell you that the reason I started with Stu Ruins Everything is because he would love to ride Peloton. He would love to use the bike that he paid for for me. (laughs) He would love to do that. But see, here's the issue. I think I've told you we joined that boxing gym in the past. Yes. My son and I joined it together, and and then we took classes together. And then whenever Stuart joins something that we're doing, be it watching a series, a TV series, or the boxing gym, or God help him if he touches those Peloton shoes, he will ruin it for me. (laughs) I still ride. And that is fucking shocking to anybody who is ever known me because yeah there's zero in the tank and yeah I've seen progress but I, I, I don't exercise my name is literally I hate exercise on Peloton. <laughs> I couldn't be clearer and and it was like oh that's funny no it's real and the fact that I'm still here is almost an act of God so we went out to dinner uh, with a couple, I think I even told you about it. We haven't been out to that many dinners, so it's the same dinner. And the conversation went like this. What do you mean you paid that for a bike, stew and you don't even ride? All eyes on Melissa. Why is this won't a you friend let- of yours still? Because at that moment, <laughs> I would question it. <sighs> what do you mean? Melissa, you don't let him ride? W- what do you mean? And then finally, he stepped up and admitted what we all know to be true. And he said, look, don't yell at her. I'd ruin it. Oh. And I said, tell him why. <laughs> tell him yeah. how. Because your, your big flop sweat and your, your man so hands. So and- he would be disgusting. But mm-hmm. I could get used to dis- Like, I won't look. I won't know. Bring a towel. Clean it up. Okay. But then he said, for sure, I am paying 
The same thing for the boxing gym. When he realized he was paying $50 a month for a boxing gym. And maybe not going. Yeah. And not going every day, twice a day. I'm going to get my money's worth. He's got this mentality that he got from his father when his parents would take them all to the Chinese buffet and everybody would go and everybody would get, you know, whatever their meal was and then feel disgusting after about eight minutes of gluttony and still a a plate full of food that they haven't eaten because none of it's good. It's just plentiful. I think it was my friend. I think it was my friend Janine. If it's not, she'll tell me and I'll have to take it back that there were two kinds of families when we would go down and out of the boardwalk they had the smorgasbord i think it was philip's seafood smorgasbord like one of these all you can eat buffets right and in our family the advice was always okay kids now don't eat skip breakfast get yourself nice and hungry because we're going to an all you can eat tonight and we want to make sure that you really pack it in right it was that mentality and in her household it was it was don't eat don't you know uh, Somehow the exact opposite, which didn't make any sense to me when it was an all-you-can-eat, but it was it was like it was like don't eat this, don't eat that, blah blah blah. So, and I mean they had like a million kids or something like this. So when you say that about the all-you-can-eat, I was just visualizing your family at the diner. Did you ever get any of this instruction before the all-you-can-eats, or was it bring a person, put some put some well, rolls in your handbag? Yes, and when choice <laughs> <laughs> B, but when Stuart was there with his family and everybody else had what they had, and Stuart cleared his plate, and then he got another plate, and he cleared that plate, his father turned to him and said, "You are the only one who got my money's worth." See, so that contributed to his struggle with weight, to his struggle with overdoing things and and not knowing moderation or struggling struggle it I mean I don't want to blame his father for all of his struggles but hey guess what (laughs) this is what did it if I had to mark a moment all of this is just just so completely bizarre because I know the man and I know you two together and I know all of this is fucking horseshit so it's funny to hear it that it's that you really believe I can tell you really believe it on some level but you also absolutely know that it's not accurate at all the man is not gross. He does not sweat like a, I don't know, um, a barn hand. I'm not really sure what you think happens when he does physical exercise. I've seen him exert himself, and he is just like a normal human. Like, he doesn't turn into some kind of toxic alien that's going to, you know, befoul the entire room. So uh, part of that is like, okay. And you just want to stay at his beach house if he ever gets one. That's he, why you're being he, so nice. I have seen him uh, glistening with effort and exertion and it's not a problem and I think you'd be fine but here's the other thing but here's the other thing here's the other thing this dude has an idea of value that is rooted in generosity so that to me is like bring it his idea of we got to make sure that we squeeze this fucking sponge of life for all that it's worth is because the things that spout out of that sponge when you squeeze it I can give to the people I love so I don't have any problem with this idea of getting all your worth and do your whole thing. He's not going to ruin that fucking bicycle. I think I think he might. He's not going to ruin the fucking bicycle. Well, he can't have it, so it doesn't no, matter. No, but I need to get off that part because the other thing that you said is he doesn't have any kind of weight issue. He, it's like there is no, the two of you, what are you doing? Do you have fun house mirrors in your house? <laughs> you weigh like eight ounces and the man does not have a weight issue and he's always doing some kind of a fool um, like like crazy pendulum swinging diet so that he can drop like maybe four pounds. He's 17 feet tall. 
He's made of muscle. He has a very active job. I don't, with, there's not, for the love of God, for the love of God. Look at who you're talking to when you say. He admitted, he admitted that the reason everybody stopped boxing was because he got so fucking annoying with, all right, let's go to the gym. We should all go to the that gym. That he would do and that he would do. He, he, he is an inappropriate cheerleader. I'll give you that. Yeah, he definitely he is, is. That's a is, great way is, to say he it. Is, he is, it's not appropriate. Did you see those TV commercials where the dude is helping people not be old? And he's like, this, this, if there's too many pillows, you can't sit down. And then like somebody goes, is it not in your market? It's for an insurance company. Don't be like your parents and this oh, guy yeah, is a yeah, consultant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they, you meet his parents. And, and there's like the a same there's way. like a there's a kid with blue hair in like a hardware store, and he walks past the guy, the the three people, the consultant and the two clients, and the consultant says, "We all see it. We all see it. We all see it." And then one of the guys, "It's blue. It's blue hair." And he's like, "Okay, no, no, you hired him. You know all this stuff. Mm. That's what Stewart is. Stewart needs a cheerleading coaching situation. You know they got it. They didn't ask you for your support. And it's hard to insult somebody who's just trying to support you. So when you're like, "Yeah, I know you want exercise, but you can't do it on my shit that you paid for," and you said he he rings it out to give to other people. Yes. He, he wants this beach house so that he could bring friends. Like that's right. really yes. all he thinks about is how can I share? I got to get joy. I got to get joy so I could share it with everyone I know. Right. Just don't right. touch my fucking Peloton. He's like, all right, I got it. I hear you. I love, he loves that I'm exercising because he that's used to say thing. to me. I, I think Peloton doesn't fit with this whole narrative. In the rest of his life, this may all be true and he could ruin it. But in this case, I think the Peloton is yours and yours alone not because he's going to ruin it but because it's yours and yours alone in the same way that I don't think you want him putting on your underwear I mean this is your thing the Peloton is your thing right <laughs> and it's become a thing that you're surprised to shocked to love so yeah don't come into my mojo don't Joe sensei I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened there no I like that don't do it don't mojo, fuck dojo. it I won't do it yeah don't do it He's not going to he's not going to ruin it. He loves, I won't let him. He loves you. And frankly, the two of you have been looking for ways for you to connect with exercise for your whole life because you don't. That's the problem. I don't. You don't need exercise. Oh, except, I do. No, no. He's a doctor. So he knows you. You actually do need exercise. But you're the kind of person the, like a fucking I don't know, a Kennedy. You're just going to walk around like a toothpick until you drop dead. You know, they don't <laughs> they don't exercise. You know, their exercise is picking up the bell to have someone bring them a gin and tonic. They're not, they're not actively exercising, but you need it from a health perspective. So he's always been, you know, let's go play golf. You're like, be healthy. He wants to be healthy. Come on. Come on. Just so so you know, I did take, I did take a spin class with John F. Kennedy Jr. that he taught um, at Crunch in Manhattan. I was going to say something's really creepy or this is a way back story. It is a way back story. I I actually went to take it. I think I remember this. The first time and he, they, it was my first exercise class ever, but I went because he was teaching it right. at Crunch and I got Crunch Fitness. I got so excited and then they like lock the doors so nobody else could come in and the lights go down and you're all clipped in and then they're like, subbing for John John will be and I'm like, <laughs> psych. I'm like, excuse me, I have to leave. Excuse, Nope, sorry, nobody can leave. Doors are locked. Nobody could come. Nobody can go. I'm like, this sounds like a fire hazard to me. I really have to right, go. This class right. is not for me. It was awful, but I finally did get to take a class with him it was spectacular just watching his calves go around and around and around and around weird um it was amazing but you can use the word weird that's fine I say weird because I'm just picturing if I ever was in a coach coaching situation or or an active situation where I was super into turned on in any way engaged with 
anybody in the class or the person in front of me. Like that, I just can't even imagine what my mind would do or how like much I would like totally drop the weights feelings. on myself and break my own feet. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like I, when I'm in, an, when I'm in that class, it's, it's like you're in an event. Do you know what I mean? And you, there's a, there's a goal. You're, you're trying to reach that goal. So you're not I'm survive. Not, is that the goal? Trying to survive <laughs> yes. for 48 minutes. Yes, okay. That the, yes. That is the, Living. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I should be super self-conscious. I am the first person who should be super self-conscious in those moments, but I don't, I'm not even aware. It's like when you're acting, if you've acted before, like as an actress, when you get in that moment and you're in the process of doing it, you don't even re- realize that there's an audience there. You don't realize what's happening because you're so actively doing it. You're playing the part. That, yeah. So it's it, it and you just fully consumed by it. So that's I don't know. I don't know what it would be like to be simultaneously pulled turned out of on it. Yeah. pulled out of it. No, because you're because then your goal is how do I get this person in my bed? No, no, no. It was That's a huge the room. There were so many people. He never would have known I was there. It was just for me to drool. It was that just works. and drool looked it. like sweat, so I looked like I belonged. Hey, look, I've perfect. been watching Outlander again. I know about drool. Have you watched Outlander? Do you remember Outlander? Do I remember it? They've changed I, it. I have. I wa- I think I told you I watched like four seasons, three, four seasons, and then everybody got on a boat. And then I was like, mm. the boats are so shitty. They've changed everything about it. And there's no sex anymore. All well, the sex, all it? the sex is longing looks and like bare backs. So it's just historical Dude, fiction now. I get that shit on ABC. What are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Why'd they switch it? I don't know. Now they're every time my husband hates the show. Won't watch it at all. Why would he? And I don't want to watch it with him. That's my Peloton. You're going to ruin it. Get out. Right. So he so he comes in the room and I just the the, the catch ups are so funny because he'll, he'll he'll just look at me and go they're on. You know, there's a witch now. There's a blood drinker now. And, and I say now they're on a boat. Now they're in a the Caribbean. Why aren't they in Scotland? I said now they're in America and there's Indians. And he and just the whole slaps his forehead. Yeah. And he's like he's like, oh, my God. So the whole thing is just so stupid stupid it's stupid but i'm still watching it go, there's that go, i think go. i quit on that scene where I, where it was the same as um sandy bullock going from the windows to the wall yeah and we're all dancing <laughs> around in a circle but this yeah. time we're not scottish this time we're actually english in the caribbean jiminy crackhorn yeah it, that was a sorry ginger you'll correct us i'm sure um our friend does a podcast all about Alander, so yes. we'll hear we'll hear all about it do you have a list of shows that you watch with your husband? Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't. Uh, yes, there are shows that we absolutely watch together. Yes. And what would you do if you found out that he watched it without you? Well, this is a common occurrence. <gasps> are you serious? I, I don't think that it is that is that gasp worthy. I feel like. I feel like eyeballs. No, I feel like the hatred and the vitriol needs to be tempered a bit. And here's why. I am the culprit of watching ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You dick. (laughs) There's a reason for it. There is. And it's justifiable. There is. No, he's we've we've found ourselves in this situation. Fuck. And you. More than once. He has watched ahead without me. And it was super cruel and mean. And, <laughs> but and when I do it, it's no, just fine. I don't know. I, I'd love to say that he did it to me first and then I thought, gloves off, motherfucker. But I can't even say that's true. Uh, the one time he did it, it was I was just stunned. I couldn't believe it. And then I, I really do feel like there was increased freedom for, fuck you, you fell asleep. Well, that's the other problem. Must I really be held accountable for his sleep? If we have to watch the same episode 
three fucking times because no. you can't stay awake. And every time I'm like, but you have to. And I'm kicking, kicking, but you have to. So I'm like, no, I'm done with you. Get out. That's it. I'm not doing it. So I all skeet ahead. skeet, motherfucker. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so no. So we get out of sync. It's not, I don't actively try to get out of sync, but if he's slowing me down in a bad way, you'll I throw can, him right I out of help, that. Oh, I will actively help you keep up. I will actively make this happen. We've even gone so far as to watch things earlier in the day. Yeah. You know, earlier in the even, even time so that it's not, you know, lights out meatball when the thing turns on. But at a certain <laughs> point, you, you done. We done here. You done. Ozark is a good example. Because we just, we would get into it. We get into it. And he's like, I could do one more. And I'm like, you can't. You don't have it in you. He's like, I could do it. And then five minutes in, he's out. And at that point, I'm a whole show ahead. Yeah. I got a backtrack for you. I got it. And meanwhile, this one wasn't that good. So I want to get up to the next one. That's just, yeah, anyway. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. What We're do you watching. do? You guys have, uh, he doesn't work a traditional day part. He could work nights. He could work weekends. He could, there's a 24 hour need for your man. So I feel like all gloves should be off and you should have the freedom to watch and ride and do whatever the fuck you want. You're like a she devil on a horse. Go! Yeah, so I we save a series for each other. We're like, oh, I'd love to watch that with you. Like right now, Away, the Hillary Swank Netflix. Yeah, I've seen Mar- that Netflix thinks I'm supposed to like it. They keep telling me I will. Everybody that's seen it has said it was fantastic. So I said we should watch that together. And there's another one. Anna Kendrick has a movie on HBO, has a series on HBO Max. She's adorable. I do like Ca- her very much. Called like Love Life or Love Something. Sure. So I go downstairs, I hop on the bike, and I look up because Stuart is on his elliptical next to me. And on that TV is like episode five of a series that I'm pretty sure I wanted to see and I didn't because I was waiting for him. So now I'm slightly on fire and I did get a personal record that day on the bike. (laughs) Right. So I just want to know how you handle that. So he takes out the notes on his phone and he says, all right, I'm going to write down the ones I'm not allowed to watch because (laughs) we have conversations. And then four days later, he's doing the exact opposite of what we decided Mm -hmm. in our conversation and says, Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. I know. And it's true. In his case, it's true. I don't remember that. I know. Really? Maybe if you were listening the first time, motherfucker. No, so but net, still right. it's true. So now he it's takes true. notes. Now he <laughs> takes notes. <laughs> but then he'll have, he'd have to reference the notes. So. Yeah, I'll skeet, skeet, motherfucker. That's fine. That's fine. It's Once again, he's ruining everything. It's his favorite thing to do. I mean, he was trained for this on an Olympic level. The, he was. This week, I had a meeting for my daughter's IEP. She, it's a, you know what that is? Dear listener. I, I do, yeah. Uh, an IEP is an individualized educational plan. It's a legal document that says that the school needs to accommodate your child for whatever their special whatevers are. Mallory's is a gifted IEP, which is a gipe. That's what I call it, a gipe. So I only know, I only actually know what this is because you may not know this. One of the first... Uh, entrepreneurial jobs that I did in Richmond was to write an entire handbook about these training doctors on uh, the need and also to make sure that they taught parents how to access special services for their child who's born with Down syndrome or any other genetic anomaly. So I had to write these goofy videos and, and audio recordings about what it means and 
what's an IEP? And like talk through in this little weird, you know, after school drama thing. It's ridiculous. So every time I hear IEP, I snap back to Gail Bridgewater (laughs) explaining the process. That's funny. You were on the business technical writing side of it. Um, So I get on obviously a Zoom call with the gifted teacher, uh, one of her regular ed teachers, her, I think it was... I'm pretty sure it was like AP European history, AP Euro guy, Um, a former teacher of hers from the middle school who's now at the high school and the principal. So all these faces pop up. I pull her from her Spanish class and she comes on my computer and we're just talking about how wonderful she is and how fucking bright she is and what a fucking pleasure she is and how can we better support your, here's your technical going to get you into college stuff, but you're a wildly creative child. Like, how can we, and they, we have this huge plan that we put together. It's really not that huge because she's a junior now, so it's kind of a small plan. Um, but it's very much structured around her interests and her her skills. And and she's just, and they scroll down to the bottom. You'll please, I'll sh- screen share here and you can see, and here are Mallory's grades. And it's just ridiculous. She's ridiculous. So the meeting ends and I we all say thank you, you know, for for me, we moved here because our last school district didn't give a fuck about our kids. So for them to even have a meeting about my child could make move me to tears right now. And every time I meet about them, I'm absolutely crying. So yeah, I'm such a pussy. That's great. So, I think it's wonderful. And this is another example of our government at fucking work. This is excellent. This is a free public education. This is non-tuition based. This is available to every student citizen. It's frankly available to every student, even if you're not a citizen, probably. Uh, I, I don't even know how the laws if there identify. Work. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So I, this is spec. This is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to educate to the highest possibility, explore the potential of everyone in our country. Why are we not all doing this? Yay, amen. Go get every it. day. Yay, right. Go get it. So she goes back to, she climbs over me from the couch or wherever we're sitting and goes back into her room and goes back to her Spanish class to catch the last 10 minutes. Um, And they were doing uh, a, do you know what a Quizlet is? Yeah, we have Quizlets as well. It's an online, You they create a quiz, you take it, you can create your own quizzes, it's a generator. That's, always, that's how my kids are always forced to use it, that's one of their assignments is now you must create a quizlet. Yep, it, it's a generator of questions and you put in the information and it makes quizzes for you. So I'm like, you know, move to tears, a little snotty from the, oh, I'm so proud, Jews call it quelling, like I'm just really <laughs> just so, yes, yes. right. So after the meeting, thank you, thank you, thank you, leave meeting. Yes, I'm sure I want to leave meeting. Climb out of that little hole we were sitting in, poke my head in her room. 15 minutes left to Spanish class. I said, hey, did you get back in okay? Are you still in class? And she said, she looks at me with this face. And I'm like, what's what's the face? Like, what what's happening here? And she says, I'm in, but Quizlet thinks I'm a robot. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> what, hon? What what now? Like, where's the child we were just talking about? What what was that? And she said, well, I had to click these things to prove that I'm not a robot and I failed that test. (laughs) (laughs) Her transcripts of screaming A pluses that are still running through the back of my head, because I didn't have grades like that. I just didn't. Um, Like, they're scrolling through her whole entire grade thing. A A plus, A plus, A plus. And she's like, hmm. 
I said, is this a sidewalk? I can't tell. <laughs> I said, Mel, don't they just want you to identify trees? <laughs> trees or cars? Or Those can be really difficult. Sign? They and can be like, hard. I that's exactly what she's I did, but I d I don't I think I, I met it one. Wrong. <laughs> oh my god. You can overthink that shit. You can and overthink I, that shit. Uh, I just looked at her and I'm like, fucking gifted. Like, what you want to be my gifted student. And you yeah. want to be my imports guy. Like, I just couldn't believe my ears. <laughs> just couldn't believe it. So, of course, of course, I sent an email to the four people who were on that meeting. And I said, once again, thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. By the way, <laughs> I actually just, I didn't even have to say thank you again. I can't keep sucking your ass. I'm sorry. It is your job. I am grateful for it. I've already told you that. My email said, me, Mallory, did you get back into class? Mallory, uh, yeah, but it thinks I'm a robot because <laughs> I tried to identify fucking trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just when you think like, all right, I did everything right or I didn't do anything. She's just like this one kid. I'll focus all my efforts on other kids. She's like, I'm a robot. Yes, yes, you are. She'll get there. There is an advanced placement class on tree spotting. So uh, with luck and a little tutoring, she can make it into that class. I think Ethan's taking it this year. It's ecology. And (laughs) (laughs) And she will not be held back or thwarted on life's path. But yes, that kind of stupid stuff can trip you up as a brief aside. So easily. As a brief aside, I uh, came across something from, I want to think it was from Cornell, Carnegie Mellon, somewhere. Uh, A university put out a little test. Read through these eight questions and see if you can spot which one of these social media accounts is completely fake created by a bad actor trying to convince you of their point of view it's not I did a real it. human it's not i a real followed human. you i did How, it. did you get a score what was your score out of eight? i got How many i got six out of eight right i got six out of eight i've not heard anybody beat the thing i got six out of eight and the two that i missed were aligned with my own way of thinking yes me too me too and i think and that that's was why... the most telling of this quiz because it's so easy to sniff out that's horseshit that's nonsense oh my god who would unless it but follows then it gets you down to, and honestly i say it was so easy it wasn't even easy to get those six. I worked hard. And I was like, I feel like it's this way, but I'm not sure, but I'm going to click it. I knew all along. Like, that's what I, <laughs> my brain immediately snapped into. I knew that was a tree yeah. and a yard yeah. sign. I didn't fucking know. I didn't fucking know all along. I didn't fucking know. And I, uh, the best part about it is I have suspected for some time that someone who comments and posts regularly on my feed is a bot. I've suspected, right? And I posted this quiz and several friends, oh, that's fascinating. I got this. I can't believe how hard it was. And then that person posted and said, who fact checks this? Snopes? And then put a little gif like saying this is all horse shit. And I'm like, that's the kind of response a troll would give. So I've just fucking blocked the account. Oh, good. That's very smart of you. Good for you. Well, it's, it's it's probably a real person. But I don't know this person, so why should I take the chance? And I guess part of it, too, this is, I think, what all of us deal with when we have anything in the public space. You don't censor people who listen to this. You don't censor their feedback. So it's wide open. And then that means lots of things can come over that floodgate and they don't necessarily have to be associated with your show or something that you like. So the amount of effort and and engagement and vigilance that has to go on, it's really too much time. Have you watched the thing that I refuse to watch, The Social Dilemma? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Everybody recommended it and I'm my skin's crawling. I have to I, yeah, I have to like 
be in the headset. to watch to watch some kind of like prison. definitely yeah it's it's just gonna be definitely awful and i'm not a i don't even like social media i don't use it all that regularly so i have a feeling it's just gonna be the end of it which is fine which is fine but it's a necessary evil so anyway haven't watched it that's coming up that's another one in the pipeline this year um we just had the first of our two big Jewish holidays. Yes. I meant to reach out and say, happy, happy. But there were other things happening. That yeah. Day. You put a beautiful, beautiful post on. I, I feel like you zone into like a laser some of my favorite parts of Jewish, being Jewish and the stories and the and the legends and the myths and the like you really just really do zone in directly to what I find most important about what my family and, and friends who share uh, believe. And and you posted about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her being a tzaddik, a righteous person. And I I just was very moved by your post. I saw it a few places. I saw, but for you to just laser focus on as not being Jewish, uh, as something on something that I feel just really makes my struggle with, I don't even think I believe in God, I don't think, but there are things I know to be true and things I can wrap my brain around and that's, you know, be kind, do good, show love and those people who fight for the right things and, and do good and show love those people are rewarded and those people are out there and should be held up and should be. So when I loved that you wrote that and I cried when I read it. And at the time, you're going to think we're the worst parents ever. So we just finished watching on Zoom this service with the rabbi at our synagogue who is also gold. She's just the best. You've met her. And (laughs) Stuart and I made the kids watch Schindler's List yesterday because – if your head is already full of snot, why not just get it out one of the holes in your head? Well, surely <laughs> they've seen this before. Never. So this- nope. Never. What? They've never seen it. They're children. Oh, and it came okay. out. Spielberg did that in the 90s. So my kids weren't here. And why would we torture them <laughs> before? So we figure, I don't want you. It's a holy day. I don't want you on your phone searching social media on TikTok because you think it's going to be missing in two days. Um for the rest of the day. This is supposed to be a holy day and I can't I can't make you do something I don't believe in. So, I believe in movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. So, I, what was the res- result to this? My lord. It was a it was a very heavy day. It was a yeah, very very heavy I day. Yeah, I should say so. It, and they all, all did they all go to service with you first? Yeah, first of all, it was super weird. Follow. Yeah, help no, me. No, super weird throwing up the the rabbi on a like enormous 70 something inch screen in the so family you were in the base, room. You were in the basement or you were downstairs? No, nope, in the family room. I had three dogs on me, which I have to tell you, if you could bring your pets to religious services, I think lot, that's the way to more people. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the way to do it. I had a <laughs> sleeping dog face like on my chin and I would just it was cathartic, it was therapeutic. Are these am I repeating myself? It was just it was the way to do it. And then I took a picture of three dogs around me and the rabbi on the screen. I tried to get it all but I couldn't move back far enough cuz the dogs are so on you. And the service was short and sweet. I mean it was really just what you need to take with you and not all the I want to honor this person because they donated donated money to whatever. So give right. them a, a whatever, an honor. And the, no, right. it was what you needed. 
It was the support you needed. It was knowing people were there for you. And then it was over in like an hour and a half. And we thought, well, we're usually here a day. So what? So we brought them to the basement, the darkest, coldest room in the <laughs> yeah, house. I was going to say, good Lord. Yeah. And we put on Schindler's List. And Stuart is heaving and sobbing. <laughs> and all you hear from me is like all just snot running back up, running down, running up, running down. And uh, he turned to the kids after Mallory said, that was an amazing, first of all, they complained, three hours. Who's got fucking three hours to oh, watch a will. movie? Oh, you will, little one. I said, all right, put your phones down. There are no phones for this. No phones. And Mallory said, that was an amazing movie. Like that movie was amazing. And Stuart is still a just a mess. <laughs> it's like, a puddle. Liquids yes. from everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, did you guys cry at all? What are you made of stone? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? That's and what I'm waiting for. What was e- their response? Ethan said he fought back tears. Like he... I'm so stoic. And I said, let it go, brother. Let it go. These are your people. Like, this is. And I just, I'm not the person to teach them about religion. Steven Spielberg is. Like, this, that's who it should come from. <laughs> well, that's who I mean, it should it's come coming from. from somewhere. And I think they liked it. As much as you can like a movie, which is about the systematic removal of your people. Like, I think they appreciated the movie. And, and in the end, he said, that was Spielberg? Because what does he know that Spielberg does? Jurassic, Jaws, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, some Star Wars yeah. in there too. Super do- 8, like all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, Super 8. That was a good pull. Yeah, so so I just, they were amazed and they, they dug it. And I was a little shocked. So I kind of put my hands up and I stepped away from them quietly because I didn't want them to, I didn't want them to have anything else that was formed by me in that experience. I was like, okay, bye. Like, take care. See ya. And I said, you know, by the way, he's not the only one who did that. He's not the only one who – I know three other Austrians who faked documents and did what – so there are these people like RBG in the world, or there were at least. What I want to know is that there still can be and that there still are. Because with her loss, all of those people, all of those tzaddiks, those righteous people seem to be missing. They seem to be gone and – Dear listener, if you know of someone in your community that has helped you or in any community that has done done righteously, can you please email us, brilliantobservations at gmail.com? And that's not just me trying to get email. I promise. I want to know. I want to believe again. I need the pixie dust. I need to... Well, I need to be here for the friends of mine that are calling me who need to laugh. Like I need to have (laughs) something in my tank. I need gas in my tank and you can help me. Brilliant observations at gmail.com. If you want to put a link or something, you can go to Brillob Squad. It's under the Brilliant Observations Facebook page. Find us and tell me because I need it and I need your help. So if I've made you laugh, if Amy's made you laugh at any point, you owe us. So <laughs> do me this favor. Oh. I, I need I need to know that there are still people in the world who aren't deplorable, who who do do. Did she just say do do? Did she just say do do? Please, you know what I'm asking. Just fucking do it. Okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> I need bad advice. And I know no one who dispenses it as well as you. Come to the right place. Thank Perfect. you so much. I am an expert. 
card carrying expert. This is our department. This has been my favorite. And learned. (laughs) You've come to the right place. This has been my favorite segment. Bad advice. We love not to help. (laughs) I've been invited a couple of times to a meal with friends, friends who we trust that we know where they've been really mostly and we will be careful. We will wash hands. We will mask as until the certain point and, and we we've done dinner. We've they're they're almost in our bubble, but because they do have lives outside of ours out of ours, I um we're still very careful. We've been invited a couple of times where other people that we don't know where they've been will be there. Or people that we do know have been, because we've seen postings of like to the gym. That seems like a super unsafe place, the, an indoor gym. Um, and Or they've been to their work and their buildings are mm, seem super sketchy. And I think somebody just reported that there were some positives and that like, mm. so our friends are safe, but the way they've extended it, not as safe. What... What do I do without sounding like the dick who's like, will there be drinking at this party? Will there be like without sounding like that person who's totally alarmist and crazy, which is truly how I feel telling this story. What do I do? All right. Well, I want to be sure that we're tackling the specific question because you've painted a picture that we're all living right now. So knowing all of that as the background, ask the two or three questions that you don't have the answer for. Should I eat dinner with them? Should I, or what do you, what do I do means how do I live with this reality? Like, what are you specifically asking? Should I, should I attend an event where I know that there are, there are unless safe experiences exposed? Should I attend a meal where I know that people are higher risk than my usual right. Right, 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 right. So it's it's the case-by-case basis still applies, right? And to be fair, everyone in your circle, more than likely, has been looking at you and Stuart as patient zero from the get-go. Yeah. He is an emergency room physician. Yeah. So he has exposure. He also has the highest level of protection and awareness yeah. of anyone because he's a medical professional. But he does have the highest exposure, the highest risk. Right. That is where people go. When and I have when and I have sex with him. So, yeah. So you <laughs> the two of you, the two youths. Yeah. So it's happening. Here's here's what has uh, what I keep coming back to. And it is a data driven response. So what you should do in my this is actually good advice. What you should do is investigate your Department of Health or whoever in your state is responsible for reporting this for your state. Mm the numbers in your county and track that the numbers in your region if they give it to you however they give it to you the ones closest to you because what is happening in your state may not be the same as what's happening in your county and it's more important to know what's going on locally if things are trending in the right direction or the wrong direction are the number of positive cases going up are they staying the same are they going down the number of hospitalizations isn't necessarily as important in guiding what you do every day it's important in knowing that's that information is two to three weeks old. What we already know about this is every piece of information that we see is telling us where we were at least a week or two ago. So the idea about being safe is to behave today as you would two weeks from now. So the notion 
is if I can predict what's where things are going to be in two weeks, is it going to be better or worse? So I should start acting that way right now. I should be more cautious or I should stay the same or maybe we'll come to a point when I can start letting down my guard. The reality is we're going to be wearing masks and we're going to be worrying about respiratory spread for a year. Maybe some have said forever. This might be the thing where it's just with us now and we learn different ways of moving through the world like like in our national perspective many people might say it's like a 9-11 we didn't have you know removing shoes and liquids and all these sorts of things we we put some protections in place that made sense and also we put a lot of protections in place that are there for our collective comfort they right. do travel i could nothing. never see traveling again without a mask on i could never see yeah and and the collective idea too about a lot of the things that we did post 9-11 they don't do anything to increase our safety. They're, they are just laughable. They are tactics. They are things that give us functionally in the, in the 50s, it was get under your, in, or whatever it was, get under your desk. desk yeah. when, the, when the atom Air bomb is, drill, when the, right. Right, when mm-hmm. the nuclear bomb is coming at you. So when your, your skin melts off, you, it's made of plywood. Yeah, so it's no, or particle board. So the idea here is if you can predict using some numbers where you think things are going to be in two weeks or where they are now, that's helpful. The other thing to think about is what is the association going to be? It's mostly people that you know, and it's outside. It's in a well-ventilated area. If it's inside, would you be okay wearing a mask being inside? Would you be okay? Everything is about lessening the exposure. So baby stepping into it. If if it is inside and it, it feels like something that you think is reasonable to participate in, can you do it for... Uh, 40 minutes instead of three hours? Can you do it for 15 minutes and then everybody go outside for a pretend smoke break? Can you do anything to try and reduce? And can you stand, make sure that you're standing a good, you know, 12 feet apart from each other while you're talking so you can see each other, but really you're not right up hugging and kissing. And and they're not going to think I'm crazy for why is Melissa over there? at At the end of the day, you have to balance what is protecting you and protecting your family from spreading this condition all around everybody and the people that you love. We have lost dear friends to this. It's not fucking worth it to get a Dinner. manicure. It's not worth it to, I mean, at the if you have to say the words, my, your Nana's already gone, God rest her. If you had to say the words, my Nana is dead because I got a, I got a manicure. My Nana is dead because I went to a party and had, you know, and stayed in somebody's house who I trusted. The Rock has gotten this from whole having family. people, whole yep. family, babies, from having people that he trusted in his house. The reality is it can be really light and it can also be a game changer. So it's part of it is, yes, you are agreeing that the risk of outcome is not worth it, right? The risk of Correct. a negative outcome is not worth it. And I, that's just a smart thing to do. That's just a smart thing to and do. And I'm that introvert. Ethan from having, if you could prevent Ethan from having a stroke. Or lifelong even, lung problems. That's my thing. Know. Yeah, his why age, are we even talking about this? Yeah. Right, at his age, it would probably come, go, be fine, but they have forever this interloper inside their body hitting whatever system it wants. Right. So, so having said all of that, having said all of that, you yeah, got to also weigh it with. I got it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm no, stay. no. I'm going to hunker that's down. Not, but that's not that's not what the point of this is. I've actually started introducing you. You have been more out and about than most all the way along. I started in a full lockdown. Nobody goes anywhere. And so breaking out of that was really hard. 
you were always going once a week to the shopping. Like we had delivery for more than a month. There was nothing, right? Curbside pickup in the trunk, like nothing, no contact. And then that sort of baby stepped into, now I, I in air quotes, feel comfortable. Has anything changed? No. My mindset has changed. The other thing that has changed is we know just a little bit more about this where the likelihood of transmission through touch of any surface at all is so much lower than you the, thought actual, the right. actual respiratory spread. So the mask and the distance are really the two things that save you. It's just the mask. And, the, and if two people, if everyone in your environment is wearing a mask, the risk of, risk of transmission is, is very, very low, as low as perhaps lower than normal disease transmission, flu, cold, what have you. So it's just a good habit to be in. That starts to feel like if we're dealing in percentages of 1% or less, 2% or less, to me that feels like a reasonable risk to get together with somebody, to have the Joy. physical, mental, spiritual emotional lift of any kind of connection with another person that's that's the anti schindler's list and there is so much more there's 98 percent value on that and two percent value on fear and i choose the 98 percent every time but that's only when everyone is wearing the mask if you find yourself this is where the friends of the friends or you get zoinked where you think you're going to be outside and then magically we're all inside and we're sitting around in a little tiny circle that'll kill me that's where you have to decide. I'm either going to head for the car. Well, you, I'm sorry, you I'm not leave. comfortable with this. You I'm just, crazy. You don't even have to say anything. Just say, okay, thanks, guys, and exit. You just you don't owe anybody an excuse any more than your real friends, any more than they would ask you for one. I have a wide circle of friends, so I'm tracking this with them, some of whom are far more conservative about this than mm -hmm. others, some of whom are far healthier than others. And the healthiest ones are oddly the most conservative about this, but they're also, you know, people eating mushrooms and drinking tea instead of, you know, all this, they don't, they're yeah, already, like they're already, no, like the mushroom instead of coffee and yep. running, running hundreds of miles and all, like all the stuff that it's like, all right, okay, I eat meat. So I'm already, I'm going to hell. And you know what? I'm having a party down there with no masks on. I mean, it's there, there's, and there's meat a <laughs> <laughs> and more meat. Um, I do have one last thing that I want to share with you. And it's about the evolution of rescue dogs. I've had rescue dogs for the last 15, 20 years. And I have discovered these two I currently have. One of them I've had for a year now. And it something, a cat's too. My friend Monica had a cat for I think a year and a half before she discovered that it does tricks. Like it plays. Um, yeah, it, it retrieves. She had a retrieving, Samantha was a retrieving cat. It was the craziest thing. It was fantastic. But, but normally brilliant has done things recently that she hasn't done before. She's become warmer. She, I mean, she's the dog who'd be happy to lay at your feet until like this week. And I don't know if it's because shit's hit the fan and, and things are deeper this week, but it's a truly, again, at the year mark of having her, she can't get close enough to you. And she's not a small dog. She's a Bernese mountain dog and poodle, standard poodle. So she's a, she's a big fucking dog. And she is much more communicative and expressive than she's ever been. And I just want you to know that as much as there's shit everywhere and, and there is a fist on your heart that squeezes every once in a while when you see the news, read the paper, read an article or, or talk to someone or there are dogs all over the country world, 
read world, uh, that are breaking out of their shells and becoming more, and I'm going to say it, human than ever before. I, I am finding joy this week and my gratitude this week is for my, my rescues who, who are really becoming amazing dogs. I, frankly, still an asshole because he's so big and stupid and clumsy and scratches up my legs all the time just trying to get closer and give love. And all of a sudden I'm bleeding and I'm in pain, but he's just like, what? Is that blood? I'll clean it for you. I'll do anything for you. But <laughs> but normally has has just become this lovey mush of a silky, terrific dog. And this week I am oh so grateful for her and I guess her dad because you know he, he fucked a Bernese mountain dog and gave there you go. me there you so. go there you go it's a good thing to be grateful for so, dog sex so if you're having issues with your dog or they just haven't give it the year or two mark because they truly become just this totally warm better they just become more themselves and there takes a long time to get through that shell of I was in a cement slab and wire grate for 10 months or two years, or frankly, it was four years that they tried to breed him at a puppy mill. So I'll give him a little more time. Damn it. Um, But yeah, normally I'm grateful for you this week. Do you have a grateful? Very nice. I have a couple. The one that comes to mind uh, first, because I felt like I was even pulling a few to save here, but this one is just on my mind for today. There is a woman I don't know, lives in Australia. Uh, I'm in a group for podcast that I don't even listen to chat 10, <laughs> chat 10 looks three, right? I oh. listened to it for like, for Dance like nine looks three. I, it was like great, great title. And it's these it's two like Australian chicks and they talk about movies and books that they like. And a chorus that, line. Yeah. Yeah. And all of it, it's just, it was really engaging. And I listened to like an episode and a half joined their group and then never looked back and everything in the group is really engaging and hilarious. So I really like that group and, you know, hey, I'll get back to listening to the podcast. In any event, somebody, a chatter, as they're called, was in there and she posted, she doesn't have any kids, married, right, in a long-term, a long-term relationship, and she collects China and it's gorgeous. And it's all kinds of handmade, weird, beautiful, quirky, the strangest. She had her kitchen redone couple of years ago and specifically had a cabinet made to hold it so that she could use her big thing is I want to use my china every day it is incredibly special but it's meant to be used and sure enough she had the great fall of china the cabinet over the sink the entire bottom of the cabinet was supposed to be specifically reinforced for all this heavy china and she showed the picture of it tilted like a reverse piano hinge boom And everything in the cabinet fell directly into the sink and bounced onto the floor. And she said, I also had a a sink full of dirty, beautifully used dishes. So she lost just about everything. And it was just all, and it was like, you couldn't have even thrown it this far. It was everywhere. So she posted about it and shared the pictures. And she was like, I'm devastated. I'm not even going to talk to you about the kitchen cabinet company. I can't even get there yet. I just need to, I just need to vent. I need some support. And this whole story turned into about a week's long worth of posts. And it went immediately to um, she and their pictures were just shattered things and people were helping identify. I know what that is. I know where I can find that. And then it came down to, do you remember that thing where there's a Japanese practice of mending broken with gold? gold? Yes, of course. I love that. A woman who was a practitioner of that said, send me your pieces. I will put them back together. So she did that with a special group. Other people said, uh, I know where you can buy this one or that one. 
people started sending her stuff. She has now taken pictures of the mountain of boxes of people who sent her piece by piece, new stuff, replacement stuff, all the old stuff. And she's like, I can't, I can't even tell you the amount of gratitude that I have because it's, it's just restored my faith in the world. This is just over and above. And my favorite part, well, my favorite part is this morning I read a post. It's why it's top of mind. The guy coming in, uh, one of the tradies, she called him, one of the tradesmen who came in to look at the problem and try to start addressing it and reinforce and see what they can do. She said, and I quote, he turned around too fast and his tool belt knocked off my entire drying rack filled of cut crystal. So he broke all of her cut crystal while he was there. And she said, thanks to you, chatters, I could do nothing but laugh. I was laughing hysterically. He was crying. Because he already was sort of like, oh, fuck, what have he I done? He understood what he did. Yes. And she said, I just laughed and laughed and laughed. She goes, so so this is this is completely restored my faith and everything. But can you imagine? This, the pieces were like museum pieces. I would be afraid to use them. They were so gorgeous. All art pieces. And she would eat with this shit every day. She's one of these women, we know one of these women, where full face of makeup, like a, an elaborate, ela- her whole... Her whole persona, you can tell, takes a lot of time and curation. And I, I envy that for people who not only have the self-interest to do it, but also the time, the attention, how long that shit takes. I can't even, Lord have mercy, I get twitchy during a movie. Like, how am I going to put four hours worth of shit on my face? Anyway, her whole life was this sort of perfect, 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 and it was shattered, and now it's sort of instantly rebuilt. And it was just, that made me feel really nice. I was grateful to be a part of that story from afar now I'm gonna have to find it I'll share it it's easy enough I'll pull a couple that was nothing else if nothing else to show you the cobalt uh, pieces that were my god they're so gorgeous they're beautiful things dear listener you are one of those things to us you are I know you'd send us your China or China (laughs) we don't even have to ask we just know that you're like that but you are the reason that we keep coming back, even though you are very elusive to us and we have requested information <laughs> from you. Well, that's the other thing. It was listener to listener. This had nothing to do with the show. This was just a fan of the show posting in the fan group for the show and the other fans came to that fan's aid. It felt a little bit like the Shit's Creek devotee squad. Do you, you know? guys have your own community that you're leaving us out of? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what Amy's telling me right now? because <laughs> that's just mean ah. we brought you together don't be i don't mean. want i don't want to be a part of it i, I don't do. want to be in it i don't want to be a, i don't i do Allen. i i question any club that would have me as a member that's what i say um i think that was mark's uh it was a, it was a line from woody allen if mark would say it a lot he was a stealer which i know he likes to steal things so um that's a, that's a twice smile Dear friends, thank you for listening. We love you. Feel free to head over to Patreon and throw some China at us. <laughs> we <laughs> would love it. Throw some China at us. Uh, take care, guys. Be well and find good things. Next week's coming. Hang in there. Bye. Bye. Skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Mm-hmm.